Hi, thank you so much for listening today. This is the third artist in our Cultural Evolutionary series. Before we get to the episode, I want to recommend a show that's been helpful to me. It's called What the Finance, hosted by Cheyenne and Rachel. This show is full of laid-back, super helpful conversations about personal finances and how they really work in our current capitalist system. Cheyenne and Rachel take on some of the myths about personal finances in our society. One topic they cover that I liked is why layoffs are actually bad business policy. I'll include their trailer at the end of the show. Look for them wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you want to change the world? So do I. On this show, we meet artists whose work is doing just that. Welcome to Art Heals All Wounds. I'm your host, Pam Uzel. This past March 31st, 2023, was proclaimed Cesar Chavez Day in California by Governor Gavin Newsom. It was in a barrio known as Sal Si Puedes, translated to Escape If You Can, in Eastside San Jose that Cesar Chavez began organizing throughout the 1950s for Latino and farm workers' rights. Chavez and Dolores Huerta went on to co-found the National Farm Workers Association in 1962. The National Farm Workers Association later became known as United Farm Workers. So, from Sal Si Puedes, we now have Si Se Puede. Eastside San Jose is also home to the largest Vietnamese community outside of Vietnam. Imagine growing up in such a place and seeing all of the ways that culture can move across boundaries and borders, and always looking for common threads, like the various beats and themes in different kinds of music. My guest today, the third artist in our Cultural Evolutionary series, is professional musician Matthew Gabriel Gonzalez. Matthew records and performs cumbia, under the name of Filthy Drones. That's filthy with a PH and drones with a Z. The cumbia he grew up with though is just the starting point for Matthew. He's looking for all the ways that cumbia intersects and blends with hip hop, blues, funk, and even other forms of rock music to create what he calls West Coast Cumbia.
Thanks for listening today. This is the third artist in the Cultural Evolutionaries miniseries of Art Heals All Wounds. If you're enjoying what you're hearing in this podcast, please follow it on any of your favorite listening apps and share it with a friend that you think would enjoy it too. My guest today, Matthew Gabriel Gonzalez, who performs and records music as Filthy Drones, has been a professional musician and music producer for 22 years. Matthew's family was full of musicians, but for most of his childhood, he wanted to play baseball. But an important person in his life set him on the path to immersing himself in music. Growing up in Eastside San Jose, he remembers the food, the art, and the festivals. While celebrating Mexican Independence Day, you might stop to enjoy amazing pho at your favorite Vietnamese place in the area. As Matthew performs and experiments with the blend of more musical traditions to create his West Coast cumbia, the pleasures he grew up with, great food, music, and celebrating with your people continue to inform his work and his life. Hi, Matthew. Thank you so much for being on Art Heals All Wounds. Can you start by telling us who you are and what you do? Yeah, Pam, thank you for having me. My name is Matthew Gabriel Gonzalez. I grew up on the east side of San Jose, California, and I'm a professional musician, music producer. I started off uh, playing in a band that was considered um, rock in Espanol, like Spanish rock. So I started playing in that, and then uh, I, you know, I continued my journey. I was in a reggae band. I uh, was in like a soul rock band for a while, and then I found this cumbia stuff uh, like 10, 10 to 12 years ago, and I started producing it. I actually started producing it because of reggae, because reggae is very similar to cumbia music. And um, one day I remember I was just listening to a reggae song, and I was like, oh, I should try doing a cumbia song, because a lot of my friends around the time were, do- were doing it, were doing like producing cumbia with like hip hop and making cool correlations with the two. So I started and I, and I mixed, I remember I mixed a, uh, a Fito Olivares song with the Cypress Hill song. And then I threw the Beatles in there too. <laughs> I remember the whole hip hop cumbia thing that I figured out that night where I was like, wow, this is crazy. It's like the same, same types of music, but it's totally from two completely different worlds. So I started doing that and I, I caught the bug. And then I, I started um, learning about cumbia and like learning more about like, uh, like the percussions and, and the, um, the, the keyboards and the, uh, and then I started learning how to play accordion. And I, you know, I've been playing accordion for five years and that's pretty much what I do and who I am. It just seems to me that you are performing all over the place. Didn't you just perform at Gavin Newsom's inauguration not too long ago? Yes, I did. That was really, really fun. It's kind of crazy. There was all a secret service around. (laughs) It was really crazy. It was like a weird event. I was like, whoa, dude. I don't want to get like, you know. It's It's really great that he did have you guys perform. So I'm wondering if you could tell me about Eastside since I don't, I, I only know it from reading, you know, research on online, but I don't yeah. really know it. Well, see, most people know Eastside. It's always had like a bad rap, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's always been a r- little rowdy place back in the day. Right. And because uh, I grew up, I grew up there. So I know I know what it is. But honestly, like even though with that element in the picture, you know, like the lowrider culture came out of Eastside, California. 
you know, Eastside really? San Jose, California. And it did. And really? you know, Allie, Allie wants to say that, you know, it came from over there, but no, it did not. It came from San Eastside San Jose, California. For me, the, one of the main things is the lowrider stuff because it's like, even in Japan right now, like it's going crazy. Like lowrider culture. Wow. Like there's guys like Japan, Japanese guys in the garb, you know, like <laughs> the glasses, the beanies, the the, low, the you know, big shirts, you know, all that stuff, you know. Like the lowriders, yeah. obviously, they have these these really cool lowriders that they got over there, you know, and they're they're really pushing, like they're kind of like maybe at the forefront of the of the lowrider culture right now in Japan, you know. That's like amazing. it's really cool. It's really cool, but it's cool to see how that stuff crosses borders and and how it's not like uh, oh, it's not just you know one ethnicity doing this. It's kind of universal in a way, and that's what music is for me. You know, that's what music is. For me, like that's what I love about music is that there is no like language, there is no border, there you know, right. there's nothing like that. Right. You know, it's just it's universal. You know, it's like it's beautiful. There are a couple things when you were talking about that which I wanted to ask you about. One is that when I was reading about Eastside, this article I read said that it used to be known as Sal si Puedes. Yeah. Okay. So then there's the and I could go on forever about this. So Salsi Puedes is get out while you can, or get out if you can. Is that it? It means a lot of things, but it pretty much probably was like because of the gang, probably because of the gang influence, you know, or the gang element in, in Eastside. Because <laughs> it, was, it was bad for a while in the 80s. When I was growing up, it was bad, you know. But at the same time, it was really beautiful at the same time, you know, because the food there, the food, you can find some of the best food, you can f the best pho is in Eastside, San Jose, California. It's not just Latino, it's very much Vietnamese too. It was cool how the two cultures interact, you know? Well, tell me more about what was beautiful about it. It's the food, <laughs> the art, the uh, the little festivals that would happen, like even with uh, like um, like Vietnamese New Year, or like, um, like Cinco de Mayo, uh, Mexican Independence Day. Well, one, one thing I'm wondering about is how did you get started playing music? I remember when I was young, when I was really young, like 10 maybe, my mom's mom, my grandma B, would always be, she was an amazing singer, by the way. So she would um, always try to get me, wanting to get me to play the guitar, you know, because, you know, everyone in my family kind of played. Her dad played. My great grandpa, he played, uh, he played the accordion, the guitar, and the the harmonica, I believe, and a bunch of other instruments. So. But she, at a young age, she was always like, "Oh, you know, you got to play the guitar, this and that." You know, so I remember at at age ten, they brought me a guitar from from Mexico, and it was it wasn't a crazy guitar; it was like a little learning like a guitar to learn on. And um, yeah, and I remember I just tried to, you know, I was messing around. I was a kid, you know, and I was like. I don't want to do this, you know, because again, I was playing baseball at the time, so I wanted to play baseball. So then, a couple years passed. I want to say four years passed. I was fourteen now at the time, and she was uh, passing away. She was like on her deathbed, mm. you know. Mm. And and she looks at me and she's like, "Hey," she's like, "I want you to learn how to play guitar," you know. And she it wasn't maybe like a couple weeks after that she passed. You know, she passed of April of '99, and in the summer of '99, I told my mom to get me to restring this guitar for me that my dad had, like it was just collecting dust. So she got it restrung for me. And at the time, uh, there were computers now. And I just went on like a website that showed you chords. 
you know, I just showed you how to play and they showed you the graphics and everything. So I went on there. I think it was called like youdo.com or something. I don't even know if it still exists. So I started learning the guitar on there and I learned all the chords. I learned like three or four chords and, um, and I just, I just ran wild with it. I got a keyboard. I had like a keyboard that, that we had here at the house when we moved in. It was just a random keyboard that just left here. And that really helped me out a lot, like learning key keyboards, you know, it was like a cheap Casio keyboard. So that's how I, I really started getting into music. And I just immersed myself and I just kind of taught myself everything. From then on, I learned, I learned how to record and how to um, uh, play keyboards, play bass, you know, program drums. Yeah. And then a couple of years after that, I, um, I, I picked up the accordion maybe in like, like five years ago. Five, six years ago, because I started playing the cumbia stuff. So I was like, if I'm going to be playing the cumbia stuff, I got to learn how to play accordion, you know, because I don't want to hire anybody. <laughs> so <laughs> I love accordion. You're really good, too. I can't believe you've only been playing it a couple of years. Yeah, I really, I really immerse myself in it. Yeah. So why cumbia? What is it about cumbia that attracts you? You know, I grew up with it my whole life. Like, okay, talking about Eastside San Jose again, you know, like, Anywhere you went, east side, pretty much, you hear that cumbia rocking, you know. And to this day, you still hear it rocking. <laughs> you go into a restaurant, whatever, in the back, in the back, you always hear cumbia going, you know. Right. And that's what I, one of my fond, my one of my fondest memories too from east side, which is the music. The music is is really big here. Right. And I just started playing, and I noticed this correlation with like hip hop and with with cumbia. It's cool because both types of music come from a place of like oppression, mm. you know. Like cumbia does the same thing, and and hip hop the same thing, you know, blues music the same thing, you know. So that's why I that's why I kind of like playing it too because it does come from a dark place, but it's so beautiful, you know. Like hip hop is beautiful. Well, can you explain a little bit more about the roots of cumbia? So it com- it comes from Colombia. It's kind of interesting how it comes from the slaves from mm. Colombia, and like how blues music comes from America. It started with hymns, you know, it was just words. And then it started with a drum. Then they've got the accordion in there somehow. <laughs> then they, you know, then they got in, you know, the bass and all that stuff. But it pretty much originated from like the slaves of Colombia. It just was vocals, you know, just like here, like in with hymns from like blues. That's how it kind of originated. And then it eventually just became this music for celebrations, and which is pretty cool. Cumbia eventually made its way over to Mexico. And in Mexico City, it's huge. And, and I think that's, for me, that's like the center of like cumbia in, in Mexico right now. And I think throughout the world, to be honest. And I think it's my opinion, but whatever. But, uh, you know, there's a big scene in, in Monterrey as well, in Puebla, Mexico, mm-hmm. and um, in all parts, you know. Each have their own like thing, you know, like in the tropical parts, it's more like you feel it's like more tropical. There's marimba, there's a bunch of stuff in there, you know. In Mexico City, it's where they play the accordion, and it sounds very from the streets, <laughs> which I like. When it's kind of like where you know the cumbia that I grew up on. So nothing in the world stays static. So where do you see yourself going with cumbia? You did talk a little bit more about the relationship with blues and with hip hop, and I'm just curious to know. Where do you see yourself going as a professional musician? I've been doing this kind of music for a long time. And I've been like kind of honing in on this sound. And where I'm from, I grew up on West Coast hip hop. I'm like gangster rap and <laughs> all that stuff, you know. So I, um, 
I've been making this cumbia stuff, but I, you know, like I said, there's this like correlation between the two, right? And I've been kind of mixing those two worlds, you know, like the sounds from West Coast hip hop, putting them into, into cumbia. And it's like a really cool thing. And I'm calling it West Coast cumbia. I'm kind of excited to see where it's going to go. I'm, I'm going to be releasing a, an album called uh, West Coast Cumbia Volume 1. And that should be coming out within the next uh, couple months, two months, hopefully. I'm kind of going with the sound, and it's cumbia mixed with uh, West Coast hip-hop elements. But also, like, West Coast funk, like Tower Power, you know, like Malo, uh, Santana, you know, that kind of stuff. I use a lot of guitar in my stuff. And, you know, I'm kind of taking all these elements, you know, just crushing them together with cumbia and, and I'm making the sound that's uh, that's catching on with people. So and people are starting to recognize it. And it's cool, you know, like uh, people, people are starting to, to recognize it across the world. So that's cool. <laughs> right. I also have two vinyls, actually, on a local label from Oakland called Discos Mas. Uh, you can check them out on discosmas.com if you want. I have two vinyls out, 45s. And actually, it's cool because I just got tagged. Uh, one of my good friends, uh, her name is uh, Juana. Uh, she's from Australia. She's a Colombian lady living in Australia. <laughs> And she's uh, she's rocking that cumbia stuff over there in over there yeah. in Sydney, so oh, it's really cool amazing. to see. You know, it's really cool to see people spinning my stuff in London and Paris and Germany. You know, so I plan on I plan on actually going there this summer, either this summer or this September, uh, to go over there to London, Paris, and Germany. And uh, oh, cool! Well, London, Paris, and and Berlin. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be well, you exact. know it's. It's interesting because it just reminds me of what we were talking about earlier with the lowrider culture that it started in Eastside in San Jose and now it's spreading everywhere and that, you know, it's different cultures are getting their own take on it. Yeah. And it's really cool because they're putting like their own traditional instruments with the cumbia stuff. And wow. that's that's really freaking cool to see, man. Like really cool, because I it's just like something that you know, kind of like what I'm doing with this West Coast stuff, you know. Like I'm yeah. taking my my taking my influences and my um the stuff that that I grew up with, and I'm putting it into this stuff, you know, into this cumbia stuff, and and now they're doing the same, you know. And, right. and who knows what else, ever, you know, anybody else is doing with it. So I'm really excited to see what's what's to come with with all this cumbia stuff, but um. I know what I'm doing, my style is just called West Coast Cumbia, and um, I should have a, a, a record done soon with it. So I'm, I'm actually in the process of recording it as we speak. That's good. Well, you know, I have one more question for you, Matthew. You have on your hands, on your knuckles, this, yeah. ta this tattoo called Wepa Life, and I don't know yeah. if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Can you, yeah. what is that? Wepa Life. <laughs> so in Gumbia, I don't know if you hear you hear like different songs, you know, but but they always usually say like, okay, you know how like in hip hop they say like throw your hands in the air, you know, uh -huh. like or hey, like I don't know they'll say like a hype word, you know. So in Gumbia, it's it's like the same thing. They'll say wepa, you know, they say like they'll just scream it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, throughout like in the beginning of a song, <laughs> either in the beginning of a song or like when music starts in a, in one of the songs, you know, they'll, they'll scream it. They'll be like wepa, you know. So the, you know that's kind of like that what that word means. It's like a hype word, and and I kind of took it and I just said wepa life. You know how um you know how Tupac had like thug life, uh huh. You know, oh, so I have wepa life. You know. <laughs> 
And what does that mean to you, though, to say that you have wit by life? Like, like it sounds like a philosophy, and I'd love to hear more, like what that means. It's it's more like you know, it's more like what you make it, you know, wit by life. Like, let me think of a good example. Like, you go to uh, I don't know, <laughs> you go to your favorite restaurant, you eat your favorite food, and you're so full and you're so happy, and like that's wit by life to me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just say it, you just say it, and you know, like for me, you know, I go out and I have a good show. You know, and and I get back to my hotel, and I I'm a happy man. That's Weppa life. You know, yeah. Um, it could be it could be whatever you make it. To be honest, I don't even know if it's a philosophy. And now you say that, I'm like, huh. That's kind of we can get philosophical with it. But um, well, let me let me let me rephrase that. It's sort of like I don't mean like a philosophy that you talk about for four hours, <laughs> but but like it's more like maybe it's a way of life. It's a way of life. There you mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. It is. Yeah, for me, for me, it is. For me, it is. And and when I say that, I mean like to just have a good time and to be positive and to to live your life in a way that where you want it, where you where you want to live it, and where where you do things that you love. You know, maybe that's what it means. I don't know. <laughs> it's very we'll cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I just I just got this tattoo. It hurt really bad. BTW. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what I was thinking. I, I thought, oh, it's going to be quick, you know? It was not oh, very WEPA. It was not very WEPA life, no. <laughs> no. But it. But I love it. I love it. I love it. It is really cool. I like it too. I Yeah. So yeah. before we close here, can you share where people can find your music and just find out more about you and follow what you're doing? You can follow me on Spotify. Uh, you can find me on what is that the Google Store, or, uh, Google Play, SoundCloud.com. You can find me on Apple Music, and also you can find my vinyls at DiscoMoss.com. And yeah, and you can just uh, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Filthy Drones, uh, Facebook, all that good stuff. TikTok because uh, it's the big thing right now with all the kids. TikTok, right, right. And yeah, that's where you can find me. Well, that sounds great. Thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate you coming on, and I am really looking forward to hearing this record, this album that you have coming out. So I'm going to be looking for that. Yeah, I'll send you. I'll send you some of the tracks uh, before they come out, so you can get a good, Ooh, so you can get a sneak peek. <laughs> that that is amazing. That would be an amazing gift. You're listening to Art Heals All Wounds. Thank you. 
thank you to Matthew Gabriel Gonzalez for sharing the story behind West Coast Cumbia and a bit of the culture he experienced growing up in Eastside San Jose. Follow him on Instagram and Facebook under his performing name, Filthy Drones, and check out a show. He performs in San Jose, but he's also been to all parts of the country as well. So if you're lucky, he may be performing somewhere near you in the future. And thanks to all of you for listening. It means a lot that you're celebrating the work of artists with me. Let me know what you think by reaching out to me through my website, artheelsallwoundspodcast.com. The music you've heard in this podcast is by Ketza and Lobo Loco. You also heard great music from Filthy Drones in this episode. This podcast was edited by Eva Hristova. As always, this show was recorded using Squadcast FM. Art Heals All Wounds comes to you from Oakland, California, on unceded territory of the Chokenyo Ohlone people. Do you feel like there's not enough personal in your personal finance world? Or maybe you know there's absolutely no way you can bootstrap yourself out of a bad system designed to see you fail. If either one of these applies to you, then you need to listen to What the Finance. What the Finance is independently produced by me, Cheyenne. And me, Rachel. You can subscribe to What the Finance anywhere feisty podcasts are found.